Wednesday and welcome back to Tay Learning. My name is Danny. And my name is Olivia. We are your co-hosts. We are also Chiefs fans like a lot of you now ever since the beginning of the season. And I have to tell you, Olivia, I know that you know this, but the mm-hmm. past five months have felt like a fever dream. It's like the most out-of-pocket, unexpected crossover episode in our interests. It's just so bizarre that we are at this point where this is happening because for those of you who've been following us on social media for a while, last July when on New Heights, Jason and Travis Kelsey were talking about Taylor Swift and Travis's time at the show in Kansas City he went to on July 8th and he made the comment about the friendship bracelet and Jason does the, your number is an 87 or is in your phone number? And Travis goes, you know which one. I posted that on our Instagram. I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. I love Travis Kelsey. Ha ha ha. Didn't think anything of it what yeah Yeah. I literally said out loud to my boyfriend there's no way she goes for that nah that's just like she's not even paying attention to (laughs) him on his little podcast (laughs) (laughs) and like New Heights has always been magnificent obviously Travis Kelsey is a hoot and a holler and we'll talk all about how much of a hoot and holler he is in this particular episode but even I, as somebody who's loved Travis Kelsey forever and been a Chiefs fan since mm-hmm. I could say the word Chiefs as a baby, I was like, I just, I don't see her going for that either. He's not her type, and I stand by that, but types are oftentimes a bad habit to fall into anyway, which is a whole other story. But he's not her type, and she's on this major world tour. She seems to be enjoying being single, and I just didn't think that that was something that she was going to go for. And then the rumblings. I don't know how many of you remember But there were some rumblings in August, and there's a guy that I work with who was like, there's no way he would go for Taylor. He's out of her league. And I spat out my Diet Coke. I was like, what are we going to talk about leagues here? Taylor Swift is at the top of the world, and I love Travis Kelsey, and he's at the top of his game, but it's a very America-focused game. It's very Mm -hmm. isolated. He's international now because of her. Who made who famous? I'm sorry. That's not the right way to say things with Taylor Swift, (laughs) but you know what I'm talking about. It was just so shocking when it actually happened. I completely agree. I remember the rumors, the rumors circulating the day of the first Chiefs game that she went to that, oh, Taylor's thinking about going. I know. Travis very publicly, quote, invited her to that game. But now we know that at that point when he invited her publicly, they had already been seeing each other. Yeah. Which we're going to unpack in this episode, and it was a requested episode. So this episode was a listener request, and as we like to remind you, please send in your requests. We like to take them, and we like to turn them into content, because that's our job, right? We're tailoring it right alongside with you. And several of you have gotten our heads real big, because you've told us that we (laughs) explain football really, really well. And I think that's coming from a place of we're not experts in it, so we know Mm -hmm. that there's things we don't know, but we know more than the average person person. And I think that that makes this a really accessible entry point into football. And because we all are here because we love Taylor Swift, not even necessarily American football. We love Taylor Swift. We love when she's happy. She seems happy and she's invested in this. Ergo, so are we. So we are happy to bring you through this journey of not just the NFL and not just Tavis, but how exactly their journeys intertwine together. And yeah, the title of this episode is Clickbait. Taylor Swift is probably not a witch and she probably didn't do any Tay voodoo to get the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl. But Alas, we have to talk about how their stories intertwining led us to the power couple, America's royal couple that we have today. 
And looking at this timeline of all the games Taylor went to, it feels just straight out of a fictional romance story, the whole thing, all the way through. And it's just wild to see it play out in real time. It really, really is. And we want to talk that through with all of you today. But before we do that, you know what's coming. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Knock, knock, knock. First and foremost, you all are just writing the kindest reviews on Apple Podcasts. And those reviews, if you haven't noticed, have the potential to end up on the front page of our website, taylearningpodcast.com. The reviews, the sharing, the rating with the stars, those things really, really matter. So please, please, please keep sharing this podcast. We love doing this. And as Taylor Swift grows bigger, there are a lot of people who love talking about her as much as we do. And we think we've got a special thing going with our Tay listeners, with you, with each other. This is just so much fun. So we love sharing this with you. And the more Tay listeners we have, the better this community is. So rate, review, share, you get the idea. And if you share when you're listening to our new episodes on your Instagram story, we'll repost it you can be on our Instagram too. So we want to make sure that you know that we see you. We want to be able to see you. So definitely make it known that you're listening every week. We do have playlists linked in the description of every single episode for all of the songs that we talk about. So if you are interested in the playlist associated, you can go through any of our episodes. We're working through our backlog to get those updated too. But you can go to any of our episodes and you can click on the playlist and jam out before or after you listen. Last but not least, time for our sponsors. So the date, the date is September 24th, 2023. (laughs) And the reason we're beginning here is because this episode is specifically about Taylor's impact on the NFL, on the Chiefs themselves, on this whole story. And we're going through this because Taylor, she seems to love the player. And he loves the game. Exactly. So there's lots of lead up like we were talking about. There was him talking about the friendship bracelets. We can pretty safely assume that they started seeing one another soon after that, which is crazy. Like by the time she announced 1989, they could have met. They probably had. There was a point on New Heights towards the end of August where Jason brought up Taylor on on the episode. And Travis is like, let's not talk about Taylor Swift. And that was when I personally knew that something weird was going on because that was so out of character for him so like my new potential girlfriend was like don't you fucking talk about me on your podcast (laughs) yeah and I don't remember who I was talking to but I was talking to somebody and in my memory it's a guy and he was like that's probably because Travis was tired of being harassed about Taylor Swift and didn't want to talk about it and I was like you know what that probably is it but what if what if is right and that day september 24 2023 many of you have heard our stories of that day but we just have to rehash them real quick have to i had just landed in melbourne australia where she just did the heiress tour and mother has favorites all right that run in melbourne what what is going on (laughs) what is going on it's like taylor swift is like oh i miss my boyfriend i'm gonna make it everyone else's problem so uh, she she has favorites and so do i melbourne is one of the best places in the world in my opinion but i'm there i'm asleep next to matt and my phone starts ringing yeah i've got an international plan but i'm like who the fuck is calling me and he picks up the phone and he goes it's olivia and i was like don't answer it. Olivia knows what time it is. And then I shot up like a movie and I was like, Olivia knows what time it is. She knows what time it is. And she's calling me. She knows where I am and she's calling me. So Mm -hmm. I called her back and she's at brunch 
in North Carolina <laughs> with some of my good friends, Audrey and Sean. Our group text, our Kansas City Buddies group text is going off because we hear that Taylor Swift is landing in Kansas City. We've got some insider info and we mm-hmm. know she's coming. We know she's she's mm-hmm. incoming to KC and Olivia very casually while she's what, drinking a mimosa, eating her brunch. She's <laughs> like, you should know Taylor Swift is landing in Kansas City in 30 minutes. And I was like, how the fuck do you know that? And Olivia was like, this isn't common knowledge. This isn't people are yeah, posting about it. I scoured social media. I could not find any trace of this on social media. So, like, we got to sit with this little kernel of <laughs> of secrecy with our girl Taylor for, like, a good two hours, I'd say, before the game started. <laughs> yeah. And people, just as a reminder, everyone, I don't know how many times to say this on the podcast, we live in well I live in Kansas City we met in Kansas City we've got connections I used here. to live in Kansas City <laughs> yeah Olivia used to she kind of still halfway does because we FaceTime every single day so <laughs> she's kind of <laughs> halfway halfway still here but the way that I was like this is such tea and I am so tired I'm jet lagged I'm trying to not be awake right now so I was like what the fuck am I gonna do with this so I shake Matt awake and I'm like Taylor Swift is landing in Kansas City and he goes that's great honey and I'm like no wake up you know what you don't understand what this means. And he goes, it means we'll see, we'll know more when we wake up, go back to sleep. And so I send out some cryptic tweet or something about Taylor landing in KC. And then I go to bed and I'm like, no, that's not true. I made an edit for our Instagram because I couldn't sleep because I was so excited. So I made an edit on Pixar or whatever. And then I went to sleep and was like, I'll be ready to post this when I wake up. And boom, wake up, the world already knows, obviously. We were able to stream in Australia. We were able to stream the Chiefs game. So I sat up with my friends. I had a flight to Gold Coast a few hours later, but we sat up and had our coffee and breakfast and we watched the Chiefs game and Taylor was there. And my friends that I was staying with, bless them, they're so kind, but they were like, I don't really get what the big deal is. Like, yeah, it's Taylor Swift. And I'm like, I know that you guys aren't Swifties, so you don't understand how big of a deal this is from the Swift canon, but from the Chiefs canon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wild. Wild! And, oh my god, okay, so we're just gonna go over it, right? She went to 13 games, because of course she did. I wonder if she planned that out, or if, as she says, it just came to her. It happened well, to her. well, yeah, let's be real. Okay, let's talk about the number 13 real quick, because, like, during the Super Bowl, I know we're getting a little bit of head. There were a lot of 13 coincidences, and, you know, Swifties made that known the general public kind of knew that Swifties were being crazy about all the 13s and they're like why is 13 a big deal and a lot of people were saying well that was the day of the month that she was born she likes that number that's her like lucky number and it's not just because she was born on the 13th of December it's because she has said to us before that 13s happened to her like major events is like the 13th time she tried to do something it happened on the 13th whatever or she saw the number 13 while something important was happening to her and she just sees 13s in her life over and over and over again so that is her lucky number Mm -hmm. it is so important to her it's so integral to swifty lore if you're listening to this you probably knew that but this is another example where 13 was this intentional i don't think so the timeline lines up where she would have been able to make these specific 13 games so let's talk about them and on september 24th that that beautiful day we were discussing it's arrowhead stadium in kansas city and the chiefs were playing the chicago bears olivia did the chiefs win yes did Travis Kelsey score a touchdown? Yes! What was the final score? 
41 to 10. What was Taylor's outfit that day? Okay, she wore this really cute little outfit. Very casual for A++++ celebrity. She just wore a white tank top with a cute little Chiefs windbreaker that immediately was out of stock online. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. And that day specifically was just so iconic, obviously, because it was their, their, like, hard launch. Everyone was like, oh, they're not even dating yet. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> we know that now. Yeah, but... people were like, this is their first date. <laughs> and she was no. like, that's dumb. No, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine them trying to launch? Like, No, no. Like, to do a first date that publicly. Her sitting and, with his mom. <laughs> and then they were riding around the city. And mm-hmm. that one freaked me the hell out, the photos. Because the photo of them, everybody makes fun of this photo. And if you're not from Kansas City, I get it. But there's the photo of them in the convertible where everyone's like, this looks so PR. It looks so staged. Where are they going to go? Because it has the roadblock stuff in front of them. I need y'all to listen to me. Kansas City is always, and I mean always, under construction because it's mm-hmm. growing so quickly. And so where they were at, no, you cannot go straight on any of the roads that you saw because there's roadblocks. What could they do, though? They could go left into downtown, which is probably what they did because you can take that left and boom, you are in the downtown area. It also happens to be the intersection literally in front of Olivia's apartment building when she lived here. This always makes my stomach turn when you say that. Yeah, it's that <laughs> intersection. And the angle facing like southeast, people not from Kansas City, doesn't matter, but there's an angle where you can straight up see in the background my old apartment. My yeah. old apartment. Yeah, the thing about Kansas City as a city is, of course, it's a major city, but it's a smaller scale major city. It's no New York. It's no Chicago. And so it's so easy and quick to navigate the city. Like you can drive like clear across the city in eight minutes on a good day. Mm-hmm. Insane. Insane. So like them being close to all these things, because we lived in downtown Kansas City. I mean, you still live there momentarily, Danny, but like <laughs> we lived in downtown Kansas City, like walkable distance from a bunch of fun things. And Taylor is just driving around there. That's so the city's crazy. not known for like being a big celebrity city. Like this is not normal for Kansas City. It's not. And Rihanna and ASAP Rocky also own a home here now. It's just, it, it, you know, everyone here. Like when I talk about the personal anecdotes that I get from people in the city of places I know Taylor has donated money that's not public or ways that I know that she's tipped people because I have friends who personally work at bars that we get photos of her at. Like this is a, a big city with a small town feel. For real, it's just very bizarre. I will never get over this era. And yes, I am bummed that I'm moving in a few months. That does bum me out. And I hate that it, part of what bums me out the most, like, hey, I'm going to miss my family and friends, but I'm missing the Taylor Swift KC era. No, you could run into her casually. Well, the chances are low, but never zero. Especially for you, Danny, because you have some ins in KC where, like, you get, like, invites to, like, grand bar openings of swanky places and you <laughs> I, just have connections. I just, I know a guy. Being an adult, there's that, what is that viral post of being an adult is just about knowing a guy. I just, I Literally. know a guy. I know a lot of guys. And <laughs> I do a lot of things for people. So I've got a lot of strings to pull with these guys. You know, you just, you got to build a network. And I'm leaving that network right when it could do great for me with Taylor Crazy Swift. Crazy things. Yeah. Like, you have serving experience. You could get in at these, like, high 
profile establishments, which like Kansas City doesn't have crazy high profile establishments in terms of survey because like we're, they're not used to having a bunch of A plus list celebrities frequenting them. But like you could totally get in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> a week later, it's October 1st, 2023. This game is in MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford. Welcome to New York, babies. They're playing the New York Jets. Did the Chiefs win? Oh, yeah. Did Travis score a touchdown? No, womp womp. What was the final score? 23 to 20. Close one. And what did Taylor wear? She just wore all black like a cool girl. Like this is her city, though. So like she has to dress cool, right? She brought all a bunch of her other celebrity friends to watch. So it's more of like, I'm trying to be like cool girl vibes. And at this point, I think that we can all agree that people were starting to make those internet memes about how they were tired of seeing Taylor Swift on the screen. And that was when the Chad's Brads and Dads all kind of came out and started to talk shit. The first game, I don't think people were really talking shit. But for some reason, the second game in New York, people started talking shit. Mm -hmm. So we shoot for it. It's a week and a half later. It's, I believe, a Thursday night game, October 12th, 2023, in Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City, home game. The Chiefs are playing. Their rivals, division rivals, the Chiefs are playing the Denver Broncos. Did they win? Yes. Did Travis score a touchdown? No. <laughs> what was the final score? Final score is 19 to 8. What did Taylor wear? Taylor wore another more simplistic team spirit outfit. So she just wore a black tank top, had her hair pulled back, and had a cute Chiefs jacket on that also sold out immediately. I loved this outfit. She looked so so hot and I don't know how to explain it I I just I think with the red lip and how sleek her hair looked her bangs looked they hit like they'd just gotten a good trim mm -hmm. it was on it and like when she wears these jackets she like wears them like on one shoulder and like lets it slide off one shoulder love that look oh, it's so chic it's so impractical October 22nd, 2023, it's another home game. We are at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, and the Chiefs are playing the Los Angeles Chargers. And did they win? Yes. Did Travis Kelsey score a tutter? Yes. What was the final score? 31 to 17. And what did Taylor wear? Okay, this is like that iconic moment. She started to sport like, that's my boyfriend's number, like specific That's my gear. man. That's my man. <laughs> She had that cute, like, gold friendship bracelet with 87, like, bordered by hearts. You know, you know the one I'm talking about, I'm sure, if you follow Taylor Swift online, because we started making so many dupes of this bracelet. And then on top of that, she just had a Chiefs crew neck on, which I need in my life. So this is another one of those periods of time. We've gone, what, four games in a row now? The Chiefs have won. People are casually, especially Chiefs fans, are making jokes about Taylor is using witchcraft or whatever. Like, some people are really happy about it. Some people feel that she's overexposed. And it's really frustrating from a Swifty perspective to be like, she's not even shown that much. But it seems like she is at this point because this is a major profile relationship, high profile. But we don't see her at a Chiefs game again for a long time long time because she's in South America. She mm -hmm. is doing her thing down there. This is when we get Karma as the guy on the Chiefs and Travis going to visit her. This was a break from her being at the NFL, but mm -hmm. not a break from her job. But that nope. does not stop her from coming back. All those people talking shit, the shit talk kind of smoothed out when she didn't show up for a while, but then she's back. 
It's a cold day at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Obviously, the Chiefs are playing the Green Bay Packers, which, by the way, for those who don't know, is Harry Styles' favorite NFL team for some reason. Interesting. I did not know that. He loves the Packers so much. I know this is a Harry Styles podcast. He may like to make a joke about how when he was a kid, he scraped his knee and he bled green and gold. But that's, no, he just had a friend that he stayed with in Appleton, Wisconsin, of all places, <laughs> who was like a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. And so he became so committed to them that he like wouldn't even wear a Bears jersey because they're rivals, a Bears jersey when they were performing in their stadium. He's the hugest Green Bay Packers fan. I Interesting. I know, I know. We're not a Harry Styles podcast, but I know we have a lot of crossovers, so <laughs> that's a niche audience. He <laughs> loves the Packers so I wonder, so if this is, I wonder if this is how Packers fans have felt because Harry has been so open he like he has a Green Bay tattoo oh I know. my god you can't see my face but literal jaw to the floor <laughs> yeah he's, he's got their logo tattooed on them anyway we're in Lambeau Field and we're playing the Packers but did the Chiefs win no <laughs> did Travis Kelsey score a touchdown no rough day what was the final score <laughs> 27 to 19. <laughs> yeah, what did Taylor wear? This is the only good thing about that day, apparently, because this outfit was everything, everything, everything. She wore a black turtleneck with this big, oversized red fuzzy coat and her hair and a low bun. She looked iconic. It was so chic. And I posted a photo on Instagram of her like hands up at her mouth looking so upset. And I think I posted it with a caption like Taylor is not used to losing. So watching her team lose (laughs) must be devastating. I also remember that day because I was like, what the fuck is going on? We should not be losing this game right now. And I will say that this is when there was a shift in narrative particularly with Taylor about going to games of saying, oh, she's sucking the life out of Travis. She, (laughs) I know, right? That she is ruining the game, that she's causing the Chiefs to lose. Like she didn't get credit really for any of their wins prior to this. But as soon as they take their first L, it's post karma as the guy on the Chiefs and everyone's blaming Taylor. Which is so funny because like, I mean, I'm sure there's like a certain energy in Travis's mind when he knows Taylor is there. But let's be real. It's not like he can, like, see her from field level easily. These stadiums are big. She is just a girl in a stadium of, like, 100,000 people. She's just a girl. I will (laughs) say that clip, I think it might have been the first game that she went to, where Travis and Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes being the quarterback of the Chiefs, for those who don't know, they're standing on the field talking. And you can tell that they're talking about Taylor because Pat Mahomes turns around and does like the goofiest smile and like waves and is like, ah, hi. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if he could actually see her, but you know that everyone on that field was like, Taylor fucking Swift's up there. Taylor Swift is up there watching. <laughs> I mean, like the first game, of course they're going to wig out because I bet like half his team didn't even believe him that Taylor Swift was talking to him too. Oh, yeah. Like, no way. I, I cannot imagine several of those guys being like, dude, you're out of your mind. Her her texting back once does not mean y'all are dating. You're a liar. You're a liar. And you would have never thought, like, I look at some of the rookie players on the Chiefs. I look at some of just the younger players on the Chiefs. And yeah. Tom, Tommy Townsend, he's a punter for the Chiefs. And first of all, <laughs> it's just so weird because I, like, know people that know Tommy Townsend in Kansas City. It's just a small world. But there's, like, photos of them rowing out after the Super Bowl. And I'm like, imagine telling these these players that they would be friends with Taylor Swift. It's <laughs> so crazy because like of course NFL players are famous but Taylor Swift 
level fame is a different career on top of everything, a different career, a different playing field. And that's like international celebrity, New York City, L.A. celebrity. And NFL players are famous in their own right, for sure. Very famous in their own right. But like how often do they like go to those prestigious events like the Grammys and just casually interact with these stars, right? Like it's a completely different arena of fame. It was already a big deal when it's been almost a year since Travis hosted SNL. I remember thinking that was so cool. Like, oh my God, a Chiefs player is hosting SNL. So, you know, you can be very, very famous as an athlete, but it is, it's a different echelon. Yeah. To be sure. And again, as we're going through this, I want to remind y'all, we're not talking about just the Travis Taylor relationship, because I'm thinking about all of the big profile things that Travis had done at this point. That's not what Mm -hmm. we're talking about. We're talking about the Chiefs and Taylor Swift. Yes. Which, speaking of, the next game was a week later at Arrowhead Stadium, and the opponent is the Buffalo Bills. Did the Chiefs win? No. Did Travis (laughs) score a tutter? No. What was the final score? 20 to 17 Bills. Uh. What did Taylor wear? This was her little side-swept bang era, if those of you who were paying attention remember. And she was wearing an oversized, it was a vintage Chiefs crew neck, right? Yeah, I think so. It was really, really cute. Yeah. She was wearing an oversized vintage Chiefs crew neck. And I remember seeing the small business owner that she purchased these from being all excited that she was wearing their stuff. So I think that's sweet. She was absolutely supporting the small businesses in Casey, and I loved that. That game was a rough one. The The Chiefs and the Bills over the past few years have always been neck and neck in mm-hmm. their gameplay. The Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes conversation, which again, I'm not going to dog Josh Allen on this podcast. I might do it in my personal life. I won't do it on this podcast because <laughs> I've got nothing against the guy. Like, I don't know the guy, but um, I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'll leave it at that there. But Pat Mahomes is that guy, and they they give each other a run for their money sometimes, you know, when they're playing. So all that to say, tough game to watch. And Taylor's really getting dogged on at this point because it's two losses in a row with Taylor in attendance. It's not her mm-hmm. fault. We know it's not her fault. She can't take credit for the wins. So she can't take credit for the losses either, but she's getting dogged on. Yeah. The NFL is a rough place for someone like Taylor Swift to start frequenting. I feel like because Taylor Swift represents women and like, it's a, considered a feminine interest in the NFL there is so much toxic masculinity a lot of toxic pick me feminine energy and it's it's like a really nasty breeding ground and I'm so excited that Taylor Swift has kind of caused an infiltration of just pure feminine energy to enter it and kind of just mix things up but with that there's going to be growing pains People who are deep in their toxic masculinity are going to lash out really hard before it gets better. But it's been a rough season in terms of that because this is her first season being involved. And we'll talk at the end about the positive impact on Taylor with the NFL and in personal lives. But this was a really rough micro era on her for Mm -hmm. this couple of weeks. Then we have the game on December 17th, Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts, and obviously playing the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots were so great for so long being led by Tom Brady till he left for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. But they are bad 
now. They they have fallen from grace. And <laughs> so the Chiefs obviously won, but did Travis Kelsey score a touchdown? No. What was the final score? 27 to 17. What did Taylor wear? She wore a cute little gray Chiefs crew neck and a white beanie that had 87 on it. Which was Gotta from support a small, that number. A small business owner in KC. Love. My roommate Rebecca, again, most popular phrase on this podcast, bought the exact <laughs> same hat right afterwards because we're in Kansas City. She had to do it. It's so cute. Oh, I love that. Mm. The following week, it's Christmas Day. And this is when we knew that things were like mega, mega serious because she spent Christmas Day and Taylor loves Christmas. She spent Christmas Day supporting him at a yep. Chiefs game. Yep. <laughs> in Arrowhead Stadium playing maybe probably the Chiefs biggest rival. And that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Funny because they won the Super Bowl in their stadium, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Unfortunately, the Chiefs did not win. Did Travis score a touchdown? No. <laughs> what was the final score? 20 to 14 Raiders. What did, what did Taylor wear? She wore a cute little red sweater and an 87 Santa hat. Try to be festive. She loves Christmas. I feel like Taylor always in her brain associates Christmas with her birthday because her birthday is days before Christmas. Her birthday is December 13th. So this is just a festive time for her. You can tell that she was at least like feeling serious enough about Travis to be there for Christmas. Also, she brought her brother Austin who came in a Full head-to-toe Santa outfit. That day was so rough from a Chiefs fan perspective. We opened all the presents with my family. We're like, oh my God, let's watch this game. And then our heads were in our hands the whole time. (laughs) It was was a a rough game. It was a rough game. But Austin Swift was funny. And then on December 31st, New Year's Eve, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, the Chiefs played the Cincinnati Bengals, who was led by Joe Burrow until he was injured early on in the season. Um, I miss staring at you, Joe Burrow. Please come back to my screen. Thank you. Did the Chiefs win? Yeah. Did Travis score a touchdown? No. What was the final score? 25 to 17. And what did Taylor wear? All right. We're still in the side swept bang era. And she didn't wear a hat to cover them up this time. But she was also wearing this large Chiefs Letterman style jacket. She looked very like like varsity sporty, you know. And then it's the playoffs. And this is a reminder that this was a down year. For the Chiefs, all right. So it, the playoffs were not in our favor for the first time in a minute, and things still seem to work out for us. So let's just go ahead and talk about it. On January 13th, 2024, so about a month ago, in Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, the Chiefs played the Miami Dolphins, who were favored, by the way. They had a very good season. I, I want to take this moment before we talk about the rest of this game to just kind of kind of talk about the Chiefs and how the Chiefs, particularly, you know, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, are in this grind of saying stuff like people were betting against us. We were the underdog and people mm-hmm. being like, no, you're not. You won last <laughs> year. I got to clarify. They were. This was a bad year for the Chiefs by yeah. the Chiefs standards. They were the underdog. People were not betting on them to beat Miami, who was having a good year. No. People were betting no. on them to quite literally and figuratively drop the ball. Yeah. And like. Them being the underdog of the season doesn't mean like they are underdogs traditionally. 
at least in recent years. Yeah. And I think that that's where people misunderstand when people like Travis or Pat Mahomes say like we were the underdogs and people didn't believe in us. That can be true. And you also have won the Super Bowl last year. Even next year's Super Bowl guesses don't mm-hmm. have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know who analysts have winning? The Niners, who the Chiefs just beat in the yep. Super Bowl. I don't know why people are so hellbent on betting against the Chiefs, but they do it every single year. So I I don't know. I know I'm biased towards the Chiefs. I cannot say this without bias, and I know that. But they they weren't favored, but they did beat the Miami Dolphins. And there was arguments about what benefited the Chiefs. And one of the things that did was that it was really, really, really cold that day. That was a... Yeah, that was a snowy day, right? Freezing. Yeah, freezing, freezing game. And as a result, the Dolphins are from Miami. They're not used to playing in the freezing cold. Yeah. The Chiefs can play in anything because Kansas City mm-hmm. is Midwestern. So it gets hot, 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 hot. And it gets fucking freezing. And the Chiefs and it's play. it's an open air stadium. It's an open air stadium. And they play in all of it. So, you know, it was an advantage for Kansas City in that regard. And the Chiefs may have won, but Travis did not score a touchdown. What was the final score? 26 to 7. What did Taylor wear? Okay, this is one of my favorite Taylor outfits of her little little Chiefs games. She wore a custom Kristen Juszczyk jacket that was made for her specifically. And this is the same person that made Brittany Mahomes, like, 15 jersey jacket. She also made one for Taylor Lautner for the Lions. She had a moment, a moment, especially with Taylor Swift wearing her jacket. She's also married to a player on the 49ers. So <laughs> what, a, what a crazy turn of events that I was, know. right? <laughs> and she just got a licensing deal with the NFL. Good. Well, well overdue love. in my love, opinion. Love, love, love. January 21st, 2024. And again, we're in the playoffs. So things are really high stakes. We're in Highmark Stadium, Buffalo, New York, kind of Orchard Park. It's a suburb of Buffalo. It doesn't matter. Um, and we're playing the Buffalo Bills, obviously, who, if you remember, we just talked about the Buffalo Bills beat the Chiefs. So they were not favored to win. The Chiefs were not favored to win this game. This game is iconic for one major reason. Jason fucking Kelsey. He was shirtless. He was screaming. He was drunk. He was rambunctious. (laughs) And Taylor actually was hiding a little bit more in the stadium for this one, hiding up in the suites. And I'm pretty sure it's because she was getting harassed by people. That's at least what I've heard. So she hid away a little bit more while Jason was having the time of his life. Obviously, it's the playoffs. The Chiefs win. But did Travis Kelsey score a touchdown? He sure did. And this time twice. Hell yeah, he did. What was the final score of this game? 27 to 24. What did Taylor wear? Taylor wore this cute little white jacket with a red beanie. A little subtle chief spirit, you know? Yeah. And this is more chief's lore than anything else, which again is most of this episode, I suppose. But for those who don't know, a couple of years ago, the Bills and the Chiefs were playing in the playoffs and it looked like the Bills were going to win this game. There was 13 seconds left on the clock and Pat Mahomes did not give up they ran their way down the field and they pushed that motherfucker into overtime and you just you can't give Pat Mahomes any time he will find a way to win it just it not always but if he can't if, if it really comes down to it he will and so winning by 27 to 24 was such a slap in the face for the Bills up in Highmark Stadium and it was really really snowy as well like their stadium was covered covered in snow yeah that was the one where it was dumping snow in the hours before like 24 hours before and they offered volunteers like monetary benefit and stuff to like come in like the stadium staff wasn't enough to clear the snow so they got volunteers to come in 
And they would be shoveling, 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 shoveling this open air stadium. It just kept dumping. It didn't matter how hard they worked, just kept dumping to the point where the stairs in the stadium just like turned into a slide that people would slide down to their seats on, like sit on their butt and slide. (laughs) Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the first and only time in NFL history, or at least as long as I saw, where seats weren't assigned anymore. They just said, if you find a spot, you come in and sit. And I, my ass would have been like, where's Taylor sitting? Where's that suite? I'm going. <laughs> oh, <really. laughs> oh, God. So obviously they won that one. So we're at the next stage of the playoffs. It is January 28th, 2024. We're at M&T Bank Stadium. Locals call it the bank in Baltimore. And we're playing the Baltimore Ravens. And once again, we were not favored. Lamar Jackson and the Red Hot Ravens were supposed to take this shit all the way to the bank. No pun intended. They were supposed to win the whole goddamn thing. So imagine my surprise when Mm -hmm. the Chiefs win. Does Travis score a touchdown? You bet he did. What was the final score? 17 to 10. What was Taylor's outfit on this iconic day? Mm, this is the one that if you haven't seen the pictures, I don't know where you've been, but <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing just a plain red sweater and has her hair down. She has the um, straight bangs again, but her style of hair is like a lot more natural curl. She let her little natural curl shine, whether or not it's truly natural, but like that's the vibe. You know what I mean? And it's kind of giving reputation everyone was like oh yeah reputation tv is coming soon this is the game that they rushed the field afterward the chiefs friends and family came down and supported the players and this is where we get all that good pda from taylor and travis the first like true probably like emotionally spiked pda from them and the i love yous the <laughs> that was that game right that was that game and not the super bowl it's all kind of running together but i think that was the. i think it was the first one yeah what a day that was ah okay okay i know i know yes because we had an entire episode the chiefs playoff game with the chairman of the poets department all right all right (laughs) tortured poets department sorry february 11th it's the super bowl we've been waiting to get here it is allegiant stadium in las vegas home of the raiders and the opponent here are the san francisco 49ers did the chiefs win yes but barely oh my god what (laughs) a Scared the shit out of me. What a stressful game. Did Travis score touchdown? No. No. What was the final score? 25 to 22 in overtime. Yeah, before we get into what Taylor wore, we have to talk about how this game went down. Because I was at a Mm. bar in Kansas City. Obviously, I had my little tables. We had our drinks and our wings and friends. We're in downtown Kansas City watching this game. You know, me and my boyfriend tried to literally give Olivia money to fly her down. And she said no. It was too last minute. Oh, whatever. We were like, we will pay for your flight. And she's like, mm, no, thanks. We'll try not to take that personally. You missed out on being in Kansas City for the win. It was so stressful. I posted on our Instagram. I don't know why I was doing this while drunk. But I was posting updates, <laughs> photos of what was going on. And everything was happening so fast. Because the Chiefs would stop the ball. The Niners would stop the ball. It's punt, punt, punt. It's Fumble. like turnover, turnover, turnover. Oh, God. Fumble from CMC, Christian McCaffrey. One of the best players right now. Fumbles the ball. We get the ball. We fucking fumble the ball. I'm like, I can't keep up with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the defenses on both teams made the offenses on both teams look like shit. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a brutal matchup. And then we go into overtime. 
Harrison Butker, the kicker for the Chiefs, immediately breaks the record that was just broken by the Niners for longest, <laughs> longest field goal in the history of the Super Bowl. God, Harrison Butker is a great, great kicker. Some people argue Justin Tucker is better. I don't know. I don't, it doesn't matter. This isn't a football podcast. But technically. Danny is passionate about football if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Like, I love the Chiefs. I care a lot about the Chiefs. I will say Taylor Swift has definitely enhanced my excitement and investment in the Chiefs because now I know the individual players better, which I need to super care about a, a sports team. I need to know the players. And I just never grew up with the Chiefs. But Danny, Danny's in there. She's <laughs> been in there. <laughs> I love football. I love baseball. It's been harder for me to like really feel my love for baseball since the Royals won the World Series in 2015. And then after that, everybody left and we sucked again. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm not a fair weather fan. It's just harder for me. Like, you know, the, the Kansas City can't have both be good at the same time. All right. <laughs> like, it's right. gotta be one or the other. But yes, I'm very in this. It's a lot of fun. Most of you are here and listening to this mm-hmm. because Taylor brought you into this. So I'm going to help get you in there. But if this yes. doesn't do it, join a fantasy football league that will get you in it. I joined my first fantasy league a couple of years ago and that really, really sold me on caring about other teams players. It's mm-hmm. just so much fun. So join a fantasy football team. They're so much fun, especially with your girlies. Even if you don't join in a group of people that know what's going on, if you just do a group of people who don't know what's going on, you still are in there together learning shit and like having fun. The whole point is to have fun. Yeah. A lot of people take it super seriously. You don't have to take it seriously. You could be whatever you want it to be. It's so much fun. Anyway, going to overtime, things are seeming really stressful. And here's a thing that happened when I was talking earlier about that overtime situation a couple of years ago with the Bills and the Chiefs and the Chiefs won. They won the coin toss, got the ball, scored, game over. NFL, other teams were not very happy about that. So the rules changed a couple of years ago. Overtime rules changed where both teams get possession of the ball. Even if the first team gets a touchdown, the other team has a shot at getting a touchdown. So when the coin flip happens and the Niners call it and they get their call, they say, we want the ball. Pat Mahomes' face was like, you do. But no take backs. No, the, the no take backs. slight eye. It was very, very slight. The slight was it eye widening? That's not what I'm trying to say. What am I his, trying to say? Well, his his eyes widened. Eyebrow raised. His his eyes widened, but his mouth opened. He was literally in shock. It was like a a microscopic facial expression that, like, if you're really honed in on his face, you can see it. But like, it wasn't an obvious jaw drop. You know, he was trying his best to play that poker face, but he was genuinely surprised. Yeah, because they weren't going to take the ball anyway, because it wouldn't be advantageous to take the ball first in overtime. You want to know what you're working with. So when they say we're taking the ball, Pat Mahomes immediately, we're kicking that way. No take backs. Immediately runs away. (laughs) Yeah, runs away. He goes, they want the ball. They want the ball. And Travis is like, that's what we wanted. If they want the ball, they can have it. Then you see like the, the mic'd up footage of the other players saying, like, I didn't know that they would get possession. How did you not know? How did Kyle Shanahan coaching them not know this? So they don't even score a touchdown. The Niners don't. All they can do is kick. We don't know if the Chiefs are going to be able to pull it out in time. And they do. They don't call any of the timeouts. They just go down the field and they pull it off. Michael Hardman grabs the ball. It's done. It's over. Chiefs win somehow. Everyone's screaming. I'm so sorry to our San Francisco listeners. But in Kansas City, it was the vibes were elite beer spraying everywhere. Power and light was going after it. I kissed a fake Lombardi. Probably should get tested for mono. It, things things were good <laughs> in Kansas City that night because we won. Travis did not score a touchdown, but Taylor Swift was also in shock and also partying in her outfit, which was 
Oh, so cute. So cute. She had this little black cropped corset top and these black pants with like ripped slits in the upper thigh that were outlined in rhinestones and crystals. Beautiful. And she had a little pony with some little tiny braids going into the pony. She looked adorable. Oh, and an 87 necklace. Of course. Of course. And this means that Taylor was there for 10 wins and three losses for the Chiefs. Yep. Taylor Swift used her Tay Voodoo to force the Chiefs into a win, right? That's totally what happened. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl was her 13th game. It's the 58th Super Bowl. 5 plus 8 equals 13. It was against the 49ers. 4 plus 9 equals 13. It was on 211. 2 plus 11 equals 13. Come on. The odds were in favor. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have bet. I would not have bet against the Chiefs on this one, I'll be honest. I mean, I was sweating. Don't get me wrong. But I never lost faith that somehow, like I said, Pat Mahomes is a, is a magician. He just does the damn thing. He doesn't win every game, obviously. We've established that. But, man, he he puts in the work. And he trusts his team. He also does something really unique in that he always just assumes things are going to work out for him. And I think that that's something that he and Taylor Swift have in common. And I mean that as in, let's take Tom Brady. When Tom Brady drops back out of the pocket and he's got the ball with him, I know you guys can't see what I'm doing. Only Olivia can right now. But he keeps the ball at his chest. It's high and tight. He keeps it with him in case he gets tackled. He's got his hand on that ball. Pat Mahomes looks fucking insane next to Tom Brady. His arm is all the way out of his body. He's got one hand on the ball, and he's just hoping somebody opens up. And if he gets tackled, he somehow keeps hold on that ball usually. He doesn't fumble it often. But it's so stressful to watch. He will run that thing if it's that's what this has to happen. He will run it. And his arm is just flailing with the football because he's ready at any moment to toss it off to someone who hopefully becomes open. So you're just watching this flailing guy who's not meant for running, running around. It's yeah. the most stressful. Pat stressful follows his instincts. And if he has the ball and the people that are supposed to be open aren't open, has triple man coverage, he's just going to fucking run. Right. He's just like, ah, fuck it. (laughs) Somebody's going to open, open up or they won't and I'll get tackled or they won't. And I will throw the ball away and maybe uh, get a flag for it. Like he just fucks around. And I I liken him to Taylor Swift in that Taylor Swift just kind of assumes things are going to work out for her a lot. She puts in the work. Don't get me wrong. So does Pat Mahomes. But landing on her two feet is kind of something that she's done very, very well. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's something she and Pat have in common. I kind of love that. I just can't believe we're in the Taylor Swift Chiefs era. Like, what is life? So let's talk about the Taylor Swift effect. You've got some numbers to run through real quick. And thanks for sticking around as we fangirled as Chiefs fans and Swifties through that entire season (laughs) there. That was so much fun. But let's just run through some stuff. According to Apex Marketing, Taylor has effectively generated about $331.5 million in brand value for the Chiefs and the NFL. And according to Fanatics, which is an American manufacturer and online retailer of licensed sportswear, Travis Kelsey merchandise saw a 400% increase in sales after the first game that Taylor attended. The first game, one game, one game, and Kelsey jerseys are the number one selling jersey. That's so insane. And that spike makes him in the top five players in the NFL in terms of who buys their merch. A lot of experts have called Taylor's impact on the NFL whiffed bump, and it has led to a 20% increase in sponsorships for the NFL. And female viewership has, of course, increased as well among teenage girls. 
it's increased by 53%, which is insane. And among girls or women ages 18 to 24, there has been an increase of 24% in the viewership. The swift bump. Talking about that specifically, we've seen so much footage of, you know, you have dads and their sons watching football last season versus this season of dads and sons and wives and daughters. And there was that, what was the commercial? Um, Cetaphil or something that had a commercial? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of the daughter and the dad who bonded over the Chiefs and over football for the first time. It's just, it's such a magical, magical thing. I'm pretty sure they kind of ripped off that concept from a real life daughter father duo so that's kind of fucked up but it's true that that's a a real experience that people are going through of being able to bond more and with boyfriends I know that that's not near as endearing or you know heartstring pulling as fathers and daughters that's definitely the more impactful one but like I've been playing fantasy for a couple years I've loved football my entire life but now I get to talk to Matt I get to talk to my boyfriend like I really really know what's going on in a way that I never really have before I've always enjoyed it but now I really, really get it. And that feels so good. And to all the toxic men out there who, if you're a toxic man out there, you're probably not even listening to me talk right now. But if <laughs> you happen to be overhearing your girlfriend or one of your friends listening to us right now, this is for you. If you have a problem with your girlfriend or girl space friends getting into football and suddenly they're, quote, taking over and this was like your safe place away from women what is wrong with you? Do you just hate women or something? Because when I successfully get my boyfriend into Taylor Swift, I'm excited. He's not ruining something for me. I'm excited because he gets to indulge and understand what I love. And if you don't feel that way about your girlfriend getting into sports, do you even like her? (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) let's talk about some more data on the Swiftization of the NFL. 20% of Super Bowl viewers that were polled, and the poll happened after the game, said that they were voting for the Chiefs because Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. And 48% of viewers surveyed said that they were cheering for the Chiefs compared with 37% for the Niners and 13% for neither team. 13, huh? With the remainder in the don't know category. But 48% rooting for the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are amazing, but how much of that was influenced specifically because of (laughs) Taylor Swift? Like how much of that 48% that was rooting for the Chiefs would have rooted for neither team if Taylor Swift wasn't involved? One in five people who were watching the Super Bowl were rooting for the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, we talk about how Taylor's a great songwriter. She's the best NFL script writer. (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh my God, I'm so kidding. The NFL could not be scripted. There's a million different reasons why it could not be scripted. But like, yeah, obviously it's advantageous that Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey. But like, (laughs) scripted, guys, sometimes things just work out. Well, a lot of people were rooting for the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. I'm sure there were plenty that were not rooting for the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. When we are talking about Taylor's presence in the NFL, it can be really polarizing. People love it or hate it. You don't really hear a ton of people that are like, meh, it's whatever. I like, I don't care one way or the other. There's a lot of passion on both sides. There was another survey that was done where people responded to the statement, I think Taylor Swift is a distraction to the NFL. 34% said somewhat or completely agree. 32% said they neither agreed nor disagreed. And 34% somewhat or completely disagreed. 
However, a Marist poll of a little over 1,100 people across the country found that 70% of people believed that Taylor had a positive impact on the NFL. If you use your objective brain, of course. She's generated so much more money for the NFL business, which then, like, should positively affect the NFL, you know? It's so interesting, those stats that you just mentioned, though, because what it tells us is that there are three distinct camps on Taylor Swift in the NFL. Yes, it's polarizing, more polarizing than most, but there's literally one-third of people are like, she's a distraction, boo. One-third of people are like, we love this, it's great, yay. Mm -hmm. And one-third of people are like, wow. What? It's like perfectly evenly divided. That's, <laughs> that is crazy. I know. Roger Goodell, who is the commissioner for the NFL, obviously, like we were talking about, he loves that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are in a relationship. Ahead of Thanksgiving Day, he spoke on in an interview with CBS Mornings saying that Taylor is an unbelievable artist, obviously, and Travis is an unbelievable player. And I think it's great for the league to have that kind of attention, so we welcome it. Of course, the commissioner thinks that it's good that they're together. It brings ratings up, which is good for his job security. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know... Unbelievable player, unbelievable talent. They make sense together. I love it. Another fun fact of Taylor's impact. This isn't necessarily on the NFL, but more so the Kelsey brothers. So Travis and Jason also have a podcast that also came out today. So if you've never listened to it, go check them out. They also release on Wednesdays. So they're our little buddy. They don't know it. But (laughs) But we know it. Hashtag Tay Heights when? (laughs) (laughs) anywho she has had a drastic impact on their listenership because after the first game that taylor went to their podcast skyrocketed to number one overall podcast on apple Podcasts. it's a good time listening to them they do mention taylor most weeks they they definitely don't like divulge super in-depth intimate information about taylor swift but they don't shy away from the topic and they're very 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 welcoming to swifties so definitely check them out if you haven't already travis kelsey also got an additional three hundred eighty-three thousand new followers on his instagram account like immediately when things <laughs> kicked off between them and StubHub reported a threefold increase in chief's ticket searches and resale Chiefs tickets have been pricey, pricey. Yeah, as somebody who loves going to Chiefs games, come a lot fucking harder, I'll tell you that much. And according <laughs> to Tabula, Taylor and Travis have been dominating the most read about entertainment topics. Taylor is number one for entertainment, but Travis is number two. That's America's couple right there. That's our royal couple. Literally. So all of this to say, it's been a hell of a run over the past few months. And if you're still here, first of all, I hope you're not a super fan of another team. That probably would have been really awkward listening to me fan girl this whole time. <laughs> but football is so much fun. And when Taylor talks about how she's been missing out on a lot, unfortunately, she has been. There's, you know, there's a lot wrong with the NFL. There's a lot right yeah. about it, too. This is such a joyous time. This is an incredible experience to be a Swifty and a Chiefs fan, part of Chiefs Kingdom all at once. I just, I'm so happy that they're happy. Are they going to be together forever? I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Like, <laughs> right now, it's good. We've talked before about how a lot of people see relationships as failures if they split up. And I don't necessarily see relationships as failures. And not just with Travis and Taylor specifically. But 
if you are in a relationship with somebody for any period of time and it ends, that does not mean that the relationship was failure or even that it was Mm -hmm. time wasted. It was an experience that could have been right for then, but that doesn't mean that it was right forever. Obviously, I'm excluding toxic or unhealthy relationships. We're not talking about that. I don't know if Taylor and Travis are going to be together forever. Of course, I'd love if they were. It'd be a lot easier if they were for me personally. Mm -hmm. But I want them both to be happy. And right now they make each other happy. And I think that that is great. Absolutely. I completely second that sentiment. I'm definitely of the belief that even if something isn't meant to last forever, it was meant to happen right now. And whether or not they're together forever doesn't change the fact that right now it's magical. Hell yeah, it is. Before we wrap this episode up, I just have to say so many people have gotten the ick from Travis Kelsey and his <laughs> Viva Las Vegas and the Aga friends in places. <laughs> this is who Travis Kelsey has been his entire life. This isn't new. Taylor Swift is a weirdo too. We saw them partying in Vegas and she was screaming, I don't care. I love it. I can't get the ick from him. He was screaming Viva Las Vegas after winning the Super Bowl two years in a row in Vegas. That was his time to shine. You know what? It's a, If you get the ick from him, that's fine. Good thing you're not dating him, Taylor is. I was just about to say, like, if you do have the ick, that's fine. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the ick from Travis Kelsey because... I'm not dating Kelsey, so like, what? Why do I need to get the ick or not? Like, yeah, it might make me cringe a little bit, but so does Taylor, and I adore the shit out of her. So yeah, like my friends cringe at me sometimes. I cringe at my friends sometimes. I cringe oh, at I cringe at myself. Sometimes. Yeah, I cringe at Taylor. I love her. I love her. She does cringe worthy stuff, and she knows it. So does Travis. They're so good together because they're both unapologetically cringy, and I didn't get the ick. I, if you did, I'm sorry, but good thing you're not dating him. I didn't. Th- this is always who he is. He's done this every single year. He drinks a lot. He parties a lot. He's a good time. That's that. I feel like a lot of people have gotten to know Travis through the lens of Taylor and Taylor only and kind of have imprinted a personality and role on him that weren't really based in any previous like behaviors if that makes sense like of course on his podcast he's like level-headed and chill most of the time he's not blasted out of his mind at a Super Bowl parade <laughs> yeah, right. so I don't know I I guess I'm not entirely shocked by his behavior he looks like a frat boy he acts like a frat boy I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah this isn't new he's done this he's done this his entire career he's a party guy He's fun. It's not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay, but it's Taylor's and that's what matters. Yeah. I'm excited about their dynamic, honestly, because she's dated too many, too many guys that are too similar. I'm I'm excited to see how it shakes out dating someone who is just as publicly goofy as her. Is it because he lets her bejeweled? Bejeweled. <laughs> So let's celebrate, right, guys? We've been teasing a giveaway for a long time on this podcast. It feels like for a long time because we've got a lot to celebrate. Obviously, me and Olivia are doing our lecture at Harvard upcoming. That's crazy. If you don't know about that, go listen to our our degree in Swiftology episode from a few weeks back. But we're lecturing at Harvard. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Tavis is on top of the world. Tortured Poets is coming out. We've much to celebrate, right? What is life? (laughs) What is life? I don't know. And we've been teasing this for a minute. So I want you all to be on our social media, which Olivia is going to tell you here in a second, this Friday, because we are going to post a giveaway item. You know, last time we did a giveaway, it was the signed Midnight CD. And I'm not saying that it's going to be signed Midnight CD, but I am saying that we want to share some love with you. We don't really make a lot of money from this, right? But like, we're we're not Rockefellers. So we 
we are just, we just want to share some love. So we've yes. been trying to trying to scrape together uh, a, a good giveaway for everyone that we can all share in the excitement. So look at our social media this Friday, the 23rd. Watch our Instagram and our Twitter because we'll talk about it more on there for a giveaway item. What is our social media? Yes. So definitely make sure you follow us. We are at Tay Learning Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Instagram is where we're going to be talking about the giveaway, but we also post some fun things on TikTok every now and then. On Twitter, we are at Tay Learning. You can also email us if you have any questions or suggestions for episodes, future giveaways, or anything you want to hear us talk about, or if you want to talk about anything with us, you can email us, taylearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website and also contact us through the contact form on there if you don't want to email us, taylearningpodcast.com. What did you Tay learn this week? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. I learned that the general public is kind of split into equal thirds of being passionately anti-Taylor Swift in the NFL, being passionately for Taylor Swift in the NFL, and just being wildly neutral because it's so difficult to get a good gauge on how people overall, society-wise, feels about the situation when the two love-it-or-hate-it camps are so passion-driven and loud online. And the people who are neutral are just like, they're neutral, so why are they going to fight on the internet about it? What did you say, Lauren? I didn't realize how much Travis's jersey sales had really gone up. And, like, I guess I knew that, but I didn't know that it was 400%. And I didn't see that, like, visually until Melbourne shows this past weekend, Mm -hmm. where you saw so many people dressed up in Travis Kelsey jerseys. Like, that's Australia, babes. They've got footy. They don't don't care about American football. I didn't think they cared about American football. But the script, that NFL script, is flipped. That's so insane. What a time. What's happening right now? Anyway, what an era. (laughs) And we're going to get tortured poets. And it's just so much magic is going on. So much is happening so fast. What are we talking about next week? Next week, I'm trying to not promise, but I'm really trying to promise at the same time to do Castles Crumbling remaining relevant 105 if you guys have not listened to our backlog if you've joined us recently we started out our very first mini series ever was remaining relevant which is a song analysis mini series diving into taylor's songs regarding fame anxiety and ever since speak now tv came out we knew we had to do one for castles crumbling and break down her feelings during that time in regards to her fame and what a more perfect time than coming off of the coattails of Taylor Swift's fame, making other things more famous. Mm-hmm. We kind of went in a weird order to end this episode because we told you our socials and then we talked about our Taylor and then what we're doing next week. <laughs> but all of this to say, keep your eye on those socials for Friday. This has been so much fun. We're so glad you're here. If you're a Chiefs fan, part of Chiefs Kingdom, welcome. We're happy to have you here. If you're not a Chiefs fan, that's okay. Sorry that your team lost. If you have a specific team, that's totally okay. But this is this is fun. This is a fun era. We are really, really happy to have you here, regardless of which NFL team you might be loyal to. And as always, thanks for listening to us talk every week. We're happy to have you in Chiefs Kingdom. We're happy to have you in the Swifty fandom, but we're happy to have you as a Tay listener. We really are. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Go Chiefs. (laughs) 
welcome to the Red Kingdom. Red Kingdom, take it away. How the kingdom light shine just for me and you. Remix when. 